It's Thursday, November 12th. Welcome to Market Forward. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Happy Thursday. Thank you. Good to be here. It is a happy Thursday because we're going to wrap up this podcast. You always start with a happy whatever day of the week. Most days it's happy. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like it's always. Um, I, you know, Sometimes I, it's like happy National Cat Day, but yeah. it's usually just the day of the week. Unlike you, I actually enjoy my job. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we're going to talk some earnings from Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. We're going to talk retail. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about John Malone again. We talked earlier in the week about John Malone, um, but he's back. It's John in Malone news. week. It kind of is shaping up to be John Malone week, and um, and we're going to talk about really bad corporate logos. But let's start with the retail. Um, yesterday it was Macy's. Today it's Kohl's. Third quarter profits higher than expected. The stock up around seven percent this morning. This looks like a good quarter, but. It, I think the reason it looks like a good quarter is because expectations were just not that high. Well, if expectations weren't that high, it's probably because this stock has done nothing for investors over the last ten years. And and I <laughs> so think for good reason. Ten years of going nowhere tends to lower expectations, and and rightfully so, because although this was at one time um, even a bit of a momentum stock, it. Uh, Definitely had its day. It really hasn't had its day for about seven, eight years now, and it's it's pretty flat in terms of sales over the last few years. It's it's barely above what it was seven years ago, and in terms of earnings per share, the same. So, it's had a really tough uh, year as a stock. Uh, it actually was doing pretty well going into the summer, and a couple bad quarters, and much lower expectations. And as you say, it's it to beat lower expectations, and to bounce mildly up off of your 52-week low is no great trick. It it is no great trick. Although I think at least a little bit of the enthusiasm, if that's the word, for the stock today has to do with the guidance. Their guidance for the holiday. They basically just maintained their guidance for the full fiscal year, which, compared to Macy's, I mean, Macy's is not looking. Macy's has higher expectations, but Macy's is a bit more sanguine about the holidays than Kohl's appears to be. Yeah, well, you're right. Slightly happier words than Macy's gave, and I think that Macy's discussion yesterday was a surprise to many. In terms of its inventories and things like that, I would seriously doubt that at the moment Kohl's is outperforming Macy's in any meaningful way. Uh, it's it's goes back to expectations as a stock that was down 27 percent for the year, uh, down 29 percent over the last three months. Uh, it did peak in in the summer and and really took uh, quite a spike, but it, it's it's just not had any numbers. That you would really be enthusiastic about for quite a while. As I mentioned, John Malone was in the news earlier in the week because of the stake in Lionsgate Entertainment that Liberty Media took. Today, Liberty Media very much in the news because John Malone is restructuring the company and recapitalizing the stock into three separate tracking stocks Liberty Media, Liberty Sirius, and Liberty Braves. So Liberty Sirius is obviously the one you look concerned. Well, you look confused I'm already. Confused. So Liberty Sirius is tracking the Sirius XM 
investment. Yes. Simple enough. Simple enough. Liberty Media is largely the media properties that are already within the company, or sort of those investments. Liberty Braves is actually a tracking stock for the Atlanta Braves. What I heard this morning on CNBC is is not a joke. That's that's yeah. That that's yes. Why would I want to? Tr- <laughs> did it sound like a joke? I, I I did a double take when I heard it. I'm like, wait a minute. There's actually going to be a tracking stock for the Atlanta Braves baseball team. Yes. Yes. Why not? Other than why? Why is that any weirder than the tracking stock for Sirius? Because Sirius appears to be an actual business, and other than Joe Atlanta native Joe Mager, I I don't know who's interested. In you don't a, think in, the Braves are a real business? In a, I don't know who's interested in that stock. All right. Well, and that may be part of it. So, say that you you know prior to this uh, split up and and Liberty Interactive and Liberty Media and Liberty Holdings over the years, I mean they're just conglomerations of things which not do not necessarily go together and have wound up under one roof. And the proof of that is we're talking about oh, this is a thing which held Sirius XM Radio and the Braves and some other stuff. And, and this will simplify for investors to a degree what they really want to be invested in. And there are certainly investors uh, we know, having worked here, that Sirius and XM are the kinds of stocks uh, which had enormous followings on the message boards uh, at times, and people had high expectations and, and they weren't met. But that is a stock which may find investor enthusiasm yet again. Uh, the Braves, I think, the undercurrent of, of your question is who would want to be invested in this, these Braves? Yes. Now, sports fans, perhaps, who don't give it all that much thought, uh, might just say, I, I, I'm a Braves fan. I'd like to, if I'm investing money, I'd like to be invested in the Braves. Over time, baseball franchises increase in value. And the Braves are sort of in the middle of the pack in terms of their valuation, according to the most recent ranking of this by Forbes. And now we'll see if the market ranks or, or values the company in the same way that Forbes does. We were talking about this earlier this morning. One of the things I like about John Malone is he just he stays in his lane. He sticks to his knitting. He is someone who is very much invested in the world of media. And has a really good track record doing it. I mean, I think I think if you're if you're someone who is inclined to look at media stocks, you you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't at least consider the things that John Malone is interested in. Yeah, I think there are a couple of competing uh, items going on here. One is as we probably. Talk to investors. You know, invest in what you know and understand. And John Malone is, to a degree, uh, challenges that because the the uh, conglomeration of these things makes it very hard to understand exactly what you are invested in at times. Whether it's Liberty Interactive, whether it's Liberty Media, uh, some of them have become somewhat simpler in recent years. But it's only a matter of time, I think, until they become confusing items again. But to just trust the manager, uh, John Malone uh, and, and uh, Greg Maffei, who's the CEO, uh, has worked out very well for investors. And, and despite all of the many 
tracking stocks and and uh, spinoffs that have gone on. If you just followed along and and kept going with whatever was spun off to you, you've done pretty well. And the stock hitting up up about one and a half percent and hitting an all time high today. Stock uh, media. Yes, uh, the the investors seem to be enthusiastic about this possibility, and I I, I think the uh, the Braves stock it's, it will be interesting to see what kind of interest uh, it generates. Less than Sirius XM, I would think, because it's not the kind of business that that can grow in the same way that uh, that taking over uh, radio, internet radio, and and satellite radio, and all that uh, could. But we'll see. And I I think it's it's an interesting thing. Third quarter profits for Popeyes Louisiana Kitchen came in higher than expected. They raised guidance for the full fiscal year. If, if there is a downside to this quarter and the way this business is going right now, I'm not really seeing it. Uh, stock up about six percent today, and and as we were talking about earlier with uh, our man behind the glass, Dan Boyd. Um, actually, love, no, it was Austin Morgan. Uh, gosh, the the food. Love that chicken. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's not at all healthy. It's maybe not good for you. We haven't we haven't conducted our own research. I mean, other than experiential by yes. going there. Uh, but there are those who believe it may not be good for you. The stock's doing well, though. Yeah, the stock has had an amazing run since 2008. Like many things, it sort of bottomed out there and had not been a company uh, of much achievement uh, for shareholders going into that time. But it's it's up tenfold since 2008 and, and has done more than just bounce back off of the Virtually dead uh, file, and it's uh, taking a little little bit of a breather as a stock this year after being up more. The it, it, in the last uh, six years, it's been up seventy four percent, seventy percent, six percent, seventy eight percent, forty seven percent, forty six percent, and now this year it's basically flat. So, uh, in 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 fact, it's down. It's it's. Report today has gotten it back to about flat, but it's you can't you just can't go up seventy percent all the time, and especially not with a quick serve restaurant with not explosively growing assets. It is growing its franchise operations at a, a reasonable clip these days. Same store sales were very good, and it is a reminder that. Uh, Boy, that's it's good tasting chicken over there. <laughs> it really is. They're buying back. They also announced a two hundred million dollars stock buyback plan. That's the only thing that I just sort of look at, and 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 I don't know management well enough to know what sort of track record, if any, they have with stock buybacks. But the stock is not at an all time high. But the stock, I mean, just listening to you tick off what it's done over the last six years individually. This is not a particularly cheap stock. They're they're not they're not getting the best price if they're if they're starting this buyback plan today. Well, uh, they're getting a better price than they would have gotten earlier in the year. But you're right; it would have been nice to be buying all of this back five six years ago. They had to straighten out their operations and and recover and get everything under control. But I don't mind seeing a company with. Measured growth. They're talking about increasing store count by about five percent over the next year. Uh, that sounds like plenty to me, and it's not like 
There's a, a, a huge need for, uh, you know, 10, 20% more Popeyes a year. Uh, they're, they're shutting down many locations, opening up many others, and I think rationalizing where their stores are uh, is a good plan, too. And with the cash beyond that, they can buy back some shares. Do you ever watch the Jerry Seinfeld web series, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? You are always trying to get me to watch that, and I think I've watched like two. You should watch them. They're good. They're they're only about fifteen minutes long. That kind of thing. It's just him with another comedian, and he did one with Chris Rock. And at one point, they they were talking. At one point, Popeyes comes up in the conversation, and Chris Rock is saying, "I can't go to Popeyes. It's too good." That's how good the chicken is there. It's too good. If I go there, then I'm just going to want to go there day after day. I uh, hired Chris Rock once. What's that? I hired Chris Rock once. I think you told me this story before. Yeah. This was the- I was running a uh, this was the week before graduation in college and I was in charge of You went to Harvard, uh, some of the right? entertainment. No. Oh yeah. I wasn't going to throw that out there. <laughs> you went to Yale? Yale's in the news this week. Is it? Yeah. Why? Well, let's not even go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not because of Chris Rock, Okay. unfortunately. Uh, but we, we hired uh, some uh, comedians for a comedy night and really hired you know, his agent. The, the agent brought three good acts, and, and he was good. Uh, quite young at the time. I think he was 19 or 20. And uh, offended everybody, as uh, <laughs> is easy to do when you do Crick. Chris Rock's comedy, and you bring it to a uh, campus uh, like like the one I was at, where people take offense at times. So, uh, yeah, that's my my brush with greatness. Uh, I think it was the last one. As <laughs> as brushes with greatness go, that's a good one. Um, Market Foolery at fool.com is our email address. From Chip Chapin or Chapin, I'm sorry, Chip, if I'm mispronouncing your last name, in San Jose, California. Chip writes. I just listened to the November 4th podcast. I use Beyond Pod on Android, by the way. Thank you for that, by the way. I, I was unfamiliar with Beyond Pod, so that's good to know. Is the is show available there? Uh, apparently it is, so that's good. He goes on to write, I vividly recall the moment near the end of the show when you first mentioned Sherman Williams. Before another word was spoken, their logo appeared in my mind in all its red and black splendor, and I smiled as I thought of its amusing, familiar, and comforting sincerity. Ah, yes, I said to myself, it's that company with the charming logo and the bold slogan, Cover the Earth. Ears perked up, and I waited to hear what you had to say regarding this American stalwart. And what came to my ears? Abuse of this favored icon. Ridicule. Even the slogan itself was not spared. What's next? The Pledge of Allegiance? Well, okay, I could see that, but not Cover the Earth. Not the tipping paint can, not the bloody globe. Hands off. Do not encourage the mediocritizers who have just given us a Google logo script less interesting than Comic Sans. Please don't encourage the replacement of a bold graphical statement with yet another namby-pamby pastel Death Star. And he included in his email the actual Sherman Williams logo um, with a, a brilliantly designed well, well this is the, pastel the, Death Star. Yeah, that, that's, that's the logo that we discussed on, on the air when uh, Jim was here. And and I was offering my quick research into what somebody on the internet had proposed as yes. a better logo for for Sherwin Williams. That person being in agreement with you that it was a terrible logo, and I'm going to put you <laughs> out there as the advocate 
and Jim uh, agreed with you that the logo was terrible. I think it's just outdated. I think it's just, I get why they did it once upon a time, but now it is, uh, they could they could use a refresh. But, basically. Not according to this uh, not according to listener and, that is and a, now writer exactly. whose work you appreciate. I very much, that's that's a fantastic email and a bold, vigorous defense. I wasn't expecting that. T-shirt? Uh, sure. How many prizes are you handing out for all this? I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to figure that out. Uh, we're gonna figure that out in post. But we also got both on our Twitter feed and uh, at marketfoolerfool.com listeners around the world sending in emails with logos, and all the emails were basically the same. It was essentially, "You think Sherwin Williams is bad? Look at this." Um, the Office of Government Commerce in the UK. And again, this is an audio podcast. We can't show you the logos. You could, you could tweet them. We could. We'll tweet. You could do that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tweet a couple. If, if of you them. dared, I'm I mean, gonna... they're not. They're not PG thirteen. All I mean, I suppose they're, they're not. They're, they because exi- there were some of them that did exist. When we talked this morning, one of the things we talked about was what's the best way to describe some of these logos. And we decided uh, we're not going to go into great detail, but suffice to say that some of these logos are. Sexual in nature, accidentally, 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 somebody wasn't really giving it enough thought and uh, viewed in a certain way. They they probably get an R rating. Yes, um, Monsant Antenna, a satellite company in Germany. Uh, Kudawara. That one looks like they gave it some thought. <laughs> uh, Kudawara Pharmacy in Japan. Again, you can just look all these up online. And the Institute for Oriental Studies at the University of Santa Catarina in Brazil, um, which several people sent in. You, that's I, a that's just a, like a Google search. I've I've seen that from the past. I'm not saying that your uh, listener only knew that through searching uh, through Google for awful logos, but it's one that I've seen going way back, and I think it's one that is gone. Yeah, they've, yeah. someone figured out. But before we get to the publicly traded company logo that we're going we're gonna to discuss, um, I think broadening the lens here, um, looking at this from a business standpoint, what I think this type of incident has in common, probably across the board, is uh, this is what happens, and this can happen. We've certainly seen this with marketing campaigns, with advertising campaigns. We see it with logos, um, but it can happen in any aspect of business. And it's basically when, presumably, a a small, a single or a small group of people, a single person or a small group of people, make a decision that is public facing. And they don't get any sort of outside perspective, either from somewhere else in the company or organization, or in this case, a government office or a university. When a small group of people come up with a decision, you you need that extra check. You need the proverbial second opinion from a doctor, where you, where you just say, "Hey, here's the new logo we've designed." You had nothing to do with the design of this logo, but you've worked at this organization for a long time. What do you think of this? And a fresh set of eyes can go, um, I understand why you selected that logo, but if you look at it this way, it appears to be sexual in nature, and therefore we should come up with something else. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes logos are not given a lot of thought. The logo for this company was designed in in seconds, I believe. I mean, isn't that the apocryphal story that somebody drew it on an 
napkin or something like that. God, that I I don't even know the current logo that we have. Yeah, I, Elvis. Um, I don't know that. I yeah. don't I don't know how that was. Get some top men in here to <laughs> to refresh to, your memory about that. I'll have to figure out how we came up with that. Um, but the one that caught your attention and certainly caught my attention as well is of the publicly traded company Titan International, which is a tire maker. And when I think about tire companies, Michelin leaps to mind. Michelin has its own anthropomorphic, you know, tire guy. Mm-hmm. But if you're a tire company, go with the tires, lead with the tires and just the tires. And in the case of Titan International, it's not just a tire, it's a cartoon grizzly bear leaning out of the tire with wraparound sunglasses. And he's giving a thumbs up. Do you suppose that, and you've compared his look to that of uh, Poochie the dog from the Simpsons episode uh, involving uh, the new character for the Itchy and Scratchy show? Yes. Which some listeners will know and appreciate and others will be baffled by. But (laughs) do you think this bear is is meant to strike fear into the heart of the Michelin man? Because it looks like he could eat the Michelin man. Well, he's a grizzly bear. He can eat pretty much anything he wants. But not... <laughs> I mean, was there any thought given, you think, to, well, they've got that kind of a Stay puff Marshmallow Man kind of thing going up Michelin. I don't know how they sell tires. I guess he's, he's made of tires, right? Yeah. Friendly thing made of tires. A friendly thing made of tires, and, and the, the TV ads, anyway, are, are very much focused on safety. Um, Maury Taylor is, the uh, I think, the founder and, and may still be the CEO at, at Titan International, and his nickname is The Grizz. And so, that's that's where the grizzly bear comes from. But, it's, but just like Sherwin-Williams... Part of me looks at their logo and thinks that's just kind of dated. The same thing with Titan International, among other things, among not really making a lot of sense. Because I know I know the backstory on Maury Taylor and his nickname, but if you're just an average person looking for you know to buy tires and you're considering Titan International, I guess what I'm saying is, hey, marketing department of Titan International, you're making your potential customers do a lot of work when, in trying to figure out the bear. You know, when you think about it, though. There's some pretty iconic stuff going on in the tire world, uh, logo and and product development. I, for I think a fairly boring product, right? You've got the Michelin Man, who everybody recognizes and mm-hmm. knows, and and you've got the blimp, the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, yeah. And Goodrich, like we don't we don't even know what to say except we don't have a blimp. That's like our that's like our marketing pitch. We're not wasting money on blimps, you yeah. think? <laughs> Titan International, like, we're not wasting money, but we've got the cartoon bear. That's how we're going to stand out. What do you think they should have had? Like a, a some tight, some mythological Greek Titan thing? Yeah. Instead of the, the sunglass-wearing bear? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what they should do. <laughs> that's exactly what they should do. Um, Maybe I don't know. I, I I think it's sort of a love hate thing that I've got for this logo now that I'm aware of it. Yeah, because well, I mean, you're not a fan. You you would you would if they came to you and said, okay, what do you think we should do? <laughs> you're telling them to change it. I get that you love it a little bit, but you don't love it enough for the for you to look the people like at the, like the eye and say, oh yeah, keep. This. I like the attempt and the thumbs up with the with the claw and, and the potential that he's going to eat the Michelin Man. 
the backstory there and 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 rip open the blimp with with these claws so that it can no longer fly okay you know what now you've convinced me <laughs> now you've convinced me if titan international really wants my business and my attention then just double set di- bears free right. and attack the competition with double real di- bears double down on the grizzly bear and really just i don't want to see just the head and the thumbs up poking out of the tire just start mauling you want to the see michelin. the mauled michelin man <laughs> <laughs> And it's like hanging out of the side of a blimp, which is crashing because it's it's the air is escaping from it, and it's it's maybe piloted by the Michelin Man, who's missing parts of his body because the bear is something like that. I think that's it. Take, take the Double. logo like six steps beyond where it is. It just becomes horrifying. It becomes like an Eli Roth film where it's just the, you can't believe the carnage that the grizzly bear from Titan International is just. Some, can somebody up. out there? Can some entertaining, uh, or enterprising uh, listener work that one up? Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, if you get two T-shirts, if you can depict that exactly. Yeah. If someone wants to mock up a, a Titan International, grizzly what are you giving bear, out for the, for this? Um, we got to figure out some swag, but you you very nicely offered some Fool Funds T-shirts. So we're... we've got T-shirts, we've got lips, uh, chap, uh, chapstick, and we've got uh, I don't know. Winter's coming, so you know who doesn't need chapstick. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.